Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast of Faith to Faith. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. July 25th, Don't Let Your Fate Slip by Kenneth Copeland. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. Hebrews 2.1 Something very serious has been happening to the body of Christ. We often let the things which we have heard, the message of faith and righteousness, slip. I'm not just talking about those believers who've been so surrounded by religion that they never heard about the power that's theirs in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about those who have heard the word and have known the thrill of living by faith. In my own life, for example, there were times when I pray for healing and I say all the right words. Thank God I believe I receive and all that. But inside I'd be thinking, I wonder why God isn't healing me. You see, even though I said that I believe I was healed, I hadn't really. I staggered at the promise of God, believing what my body told me instead of what the Word of God said. It doesn't matter how long you've been a believer or how long you've been practicing the principles of faith. You can easily slip into unbelief about the promises of God, and when you do, it will cost you dearly. But if slipping... Into unbelief is so easy, you may say, how can we avoid it? Hebrews 4.11 tells us, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. We must labor, not by working with our hands and feet or struggling to get God to do something, but by spending time in God's word, hanging on to the promises of God by faith, Day after day, we must labor by hearkening to the word and refusing to let it slip. Don't get casual about the word. Don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, I know all that faith stuff. I know how to receive my healing. If you do, you'll slack off and one of these days the devil will catch you unprepared and steal you blind. Instead, dig dig more deeply in the word than ever. Labor, be diligent, and keep your faith from slipping, and you won't have to fall. Scripture for today's reading is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 29. It says, On the next day Peter went away with them. Then he invited them to lodge them in and lodge them Some brethren from Joppa accompany him. Amen. 
And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man of God. I'm a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one another's nation? But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked them, For what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard, and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to to you immediately. And you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him, and we are witnesses of all things which he did both the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. And now, reading from Limitless Love, July 25th. R. El Shaddai. Genesis 17, verse 1 and 2 says, Now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Every time God introduces himself by a particular name in the Bible, he always revealing another dimension of his love. Sometimes we, as non-Hebrew speaking people, miss the revelation he has given because we fail to fully translate God's names. When he said to Abraham, for example, I am Almighty God, what he actually said in the Hebrew was, I am El Shaddai. Although El Shaddai is the Almighty One, or the Supreme Being, the root word from which Shaddai is derived literally refers to a woman nursing a baby. It can actually be translated, the Breastly One. My, what a marvelous description of God. On one hand, it points to the inexhaustible and bountiful supply he has for us. It reveals that he is the ultimate provider. He has more than enough of everything we need, we will ever need. On the other hand, his name reveals that God not only has a full supply, 
He is yearning to give. It, as one commentator says, the title Shaddai really indicates the fullness and riches of God's grace and would remind the Hebrew reader that from that from God cometh every good and perfect gift, that he is never weary of pouring forth his mercies upon his people, and that he is more ready to give than they are to receive. Just as a mother who is full of milk for her baby longs and even needs to nurse that a child, our God is so full of compassion that he searches throughout the earth for someone to receive it. It is only in the giving of his supply that he finds full satisfaction and release. That's an amazing revelation in itself, but even more staggering is this. Abraham Abraham isn't the one who went to God and asked him to be his divine provider. Abraham didn't know enough about God to ask him for anything. God was the initiator. God was the one who came to him and said, Here I am, Abraham. I have come to be your blesser. I have come to be your multiplier. I come to pour out on you my inexhaustible supply. As children of Abraham, Galatians 3, 7, God has said the same same thing to us. He has, by his Holy Spirit and his written word, spoken to us as surely as he spoke to Abraham. He has come to be our El Shaddai, and in his love and bountiful provision, we are richly blessed. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.